Greetings all. <clears throat> this is your sister. I hope my voice is coming through clear. Um, <clears throat> I noticed that when I speak through this uh, recording, this mic, I know I know I sound funny to myself, but when I listen to it, it doesn't sound too bad. So hopefully that's the case. So, you know, I've been a little under the weather. I'm you know, really starting to believe that this apartment, there's something about this apartment that's making me sick. <clears throat> you know, there's a little utility closet with a stackable washer and dryer. And there is also a gas furnace in that same little utility closet. And that stackable washer and dryer has a kind of vent that it's not in the front of the dryer. It's in the back of the dryer. And, you know, my son is young, and I noticed that I'm always the one that's cleaning that out. And so there's been a long period of time that I haven't really been here. So <clears throat> I recently had to clean it out like a week or so ago. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And, you know, when you think about the whole concept of the furnace being in there, and that closet, is it actually has a door on it. A folding door, and it's hot in there, you know. And I always try, try to tell my son to keep that door open, you know. what I'm saying, especially when he has his heat on, um, because it's you know it's hot. And then you know if you got the dryer going, you might as well take advantage of the heat that's coming off the dryer or whatever. Um, but just yesterday, I go back in there and I pull at all that stuff out. It's not a simple thing. It's not something you know like when you have that vent. In the front of the dryer, it's just easy for you to just reach your hand or pull it out or whatever. <clears throat> this one, it's like mounted. You have to pull these this thing out and, you know, the, the vent out itself. And then there's like a grill that you can see through with holes. And then, and so there's actual um, lint also building up behind those holes on that wall, that metal wall. So, I, you know, I took a vacuum and I got the, you know, adapters and everything and I suction, try to suction out as much as I can, but it's just no way possible that you can suction out that thing unless it's all the way opened up. And so I'm trying to think, <clears throat> I don't know if that's a new washing dryer. I don't know, you know, how many years has been here, how many people have been through here with all that lint mounting up. But I know that in particular at night, I'm like really sick. And like I say, during the day, I'm not as sick. And so it's not making any sense to me. This is something new to the point where, you know, I haven't had a cough until like a day, you know, maybe a day ago I started a cough, but it's not a consistent cough. It's like a every now and then a cough, you know. And, you know, I've been taking things to bring up, <clears throat> you know, any mucus and stuff in my, in my chest. And, you know, I'm bringing up mucus and I'm seeing that my mucus is pink you know, which concerns me, you know, so, and then I'm blowing my nose and I'm seeing that I have more blood in my nose than anything. And so I'm realizing that this blood is draining down into my lungs because of the dryness in the air. You know, I got a humidifier, you know, that's not really working. It's just, I think that is something about the positioning of this particular apartment or this area of the apartment. But this is an ongoing issue. I recently looked at these um, the reviews of the apartment. It's strange because it's either <clears throat> hot or cold. You either have the five star or you have the one star. And at one point, a person who had wrote a one star review said they need to stop lying about, they need to stop bribing people to write good reviews because this place sucks. You know, and one one thing that I noticed was that most people complained about how unprofessional the staff is here, which I agree. Very disgruntled, angry, like almost they're being forced to do it, you know, like they're locked into it, you know, possibly family oriented, something of that nature, something, something. I just wanted to give, just let you guys know um, <clears throat> that, you know, so I'm still trying to recover. Um, 
I'm still functional. It's a strange. It's, a strange it's, it's something I never experienced before. I can't explain it. It's just hard to explain that the extremes that I go through at night compared to the day is so far and few in between. It's weird. Um, but anyway, and so like I also mentioned how my granddaughter, you know, she was here. Now her nose wasn't as stuffy. It wasn't as runny. It was stuffy, but it just wasn't as runny. But she doesn't have that issue at home. So it's something about this apartment, you know, that's literally making me sick um, and my granddaughter. But anyway, so I wanted to speak on, can the sleeping giant be awakened? And I'm going to talk about all people here, all people, because... There's this pattern that I noticed, of course, I would say, you know, it kicked in in 2012, you know, that seemed to be what people would consider to be um, the dawn of the the, um, Aquarius, right? And so we don't know how made up this, this thing is and how they hack. I'm not saying that that whole situation you know, the event of it wasn't a real thing. But we also realized that there are um, hidden forces at play here who are always trying to remain so many steps ahead of the game. So that whole 2012 thing, I would definitely say that was a drastic time, you know, uh, where knowledge did become so much more readily available. And there was a shift in consciousness for the masses and, um, you know, since then, it seems to be, you know, knowledge seems to be something that's just taken lightly. You know, it's almost like something that um, people don't even respect anymore because there's so much knowledge out here. And it opens the door to so much falsehood. You know, um, and I guess that's what the whole, um, you know, when when they talk about, they speak of the Garden of Eden and the um, the sin of knowledge, you know. And so, but, it, but then, you know, you have to look at so many things when it comes to this knowledge thing. But I can see how having too much knowledge can cause sin, you know, within a person's life because you think you know something that you don't. But then you also look at, you know, the scriptures when it speaks of how our people or my people perish due to a lack of knowledge. So what is it that we're supposed to know and what is it that we're not supposed to know? Like, what what are we getting wrong here? And the people, the giants, when you look at the over 8 billion people that exist in this world, and the amount of people who exist or whatever they are that are actually pulling all the strings, giving all the narratives, all that, there's such a huge difference. And 8 billion people is definitely a giant, don't you think? And so the question becomes, how do you subdue so much power? So much energy. Like, if you could take the energy of 8 billion people and put it and bundle it up, I mean, existence probably wouldn't exist anymore, right? And so the question becomes how do you subdue the giant? And when you look at the giant, the giant has a body, it has head, it has, it has a head, it has legs, it has arms, and all the various inner workings, and the outer workings of the skin, and, you know, we got these things called eyes, and nose, and, you know, it's like, I guess the first thing you have to do is to divide it and dissect it, right, to make one part of the body to appear more important than another part of the body. But does that make sense? So I want to break this down as far as people are concerned. 
And when I look at, you know, you know, I, you, you look at these various events that are taking place in this world and most people that are tied into YouTube, most of us are getting most of our news or, you know, current events and things like that. We're getting our, our sources are mainly coming from the YouTube or the internet of some sort. It's not, it's no longer, we're not relying on, you know, um, these national, these national, uh, um, news syndicates or uh, whatever to to give us their take on what's what's going on in this world right and so you know you start to um, make your way into the comments and you read all these comments and you know people you know you can you can look at various videos it can be black consciousness it can be just consciousness in general on a spiritual level it can be on a political level on and so you're reading all these these various comments and some of these um these comment sections um uh, have hundreds and uh, thousands of comments you know and so you look at them and it just seems like there's so much enlightenment and so much awakening and consciousness that it's just no way possible that it can just be this many people Aware of, aware of all the bullshit, but yet and still, we walk around here like we're afraid to even have a thought about the truth of what's taking place in this world. The different types of people, you know, and when I when I look at, let's talk about our our group, you know, because this dissected the dissection to categorize and name, to control. And when you look at how there was a time where obviously we were the only, then it came a time where we became, we were, you know, there were others and, but we were the rulers of the day. And then somehow that was snatched from us, right? And replaced with, um, this Caucasian. And so when you look at all the mind games, I mean, not where I'm not talking about just the brutality because the brutality is, it's a mind game within itself because it's, it's a matter of subduing the mind, you know, like they, they choose various people to be the sacrifice to subdue the minds of the remaining because they need those bodies. But they just don't need the minds and the spirit. So they got to break that. They have to break the mind and the spirit. And let's talk about how they've broken, how they've been able to break the minds of us as a people. And mostly the brutality that we've witnessed you know, our our ancestors, those who have beca- that have come before us, they've experienced a different type of brutality that we experience now, but it's still there nevertheless. This is something that they always keep in the forefront, but they will never, you know, based on the narrative that they want to present to us to keep us subdued, they always have to remind us of the brutality. And so there's a mental thing that comes along with witnessing the death consistently of those who you're categorized with, you know? And so some people take on a very inferior mindset because they become so helpless, you know? Then you have those who cling on to religion. You have those who find their way to um, get along, to get by, you know, on various levels. And and not to mention how the rest of the world perceives the brutality that this group of people are experiencing in their hopelessness. So they're watching this take place with this certain group of people. And this certain group of people are always given this narrative. <clears throat> now they're dealing with their own inferiority, right? And so to get by, you have those who 
they have to go along with the narrative because that's the only way they see being able to survive in the situation. And when that happens, you have those of other quote unquote races who are comfortable, they become comfortable, you know, because the more the more the generations, you know, go by, the more the whole concept of how something originated, it gets lost. And so it starts to take on a whole demonic spirit and mind of its own. And so what once started from just the the hopelessness feeling and I have to do something to survive that self-preservation if that means even if I have to stand on the backs of these people I'm gonna have to do it because I don't see I don't see me standing up as any means of being able to stop this and change this and so those people have children and their children have children and their children have children. And then the whole concept of it being wrong gets lost along the way to where it just becomes a way of being. And so you have the others outside of the quote unquote race that we're, we are that take advantage of the position that we have been forced in to the degree that they participate in the brutality of it. Whether it's a physical brutalization or a mental, you know, it can be something as simple as, you know, us frequenting a black beauty supply store. That's brutality within itself. It's a mental and financial economic brutality against us as a people. When we can't even supply our own needs in a specific area that's honestly just for us. It's not too many people who walk into a black beauty supply store that's not black. So the insult of that alone makes others, it makes them easy to join along in the the bullying, the humiliation. It's like that has been given to us as a people, the, the humiliation of being black in this world. You know, you can have an altercation where you can, it can be, you can have an altercation with someone of another race. And nine times out of 10, if the police are called due to the fact of the social cues to say that we are always placed in the position of humiliation, the police are going to go along with it. The whoever is going to go along with it. The teacher is going to go along with it. The preacher is going to go along with it. And so how society begins to lose their way and become sleepier and sleepier and sleepier to the point where the body is no longer connected. You know, the arm is there, but it's not connected to the shoulder. So we can't make any movements. And so, you know, I recently went to a black beauty supply store and it's not it's not a store I frequent often but you know it's times where I just want to do something different you know I like diversity and so I go to this particular beauty supply store and um <clears throat> me I'm a very service oriented person I'm like one of those people I just I'm like a I, I want to always want to solve a problem I'm not going to say I always want to but that just that's just innately who I am and so I um you know I'm in line and there's an older lady in line. And then the, 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 the woman that's behind the register, she's Indian or some, something of that nature. And she's, she can't understand what this older woman is saying. And this older woman is very, she has an energy of, you know, how older people, you know, I don't know if it's real or not, you know, that, that kind of sympathetic energy that's taking place. So she's, she's coming across as kind of like disoriented to a certain degree, but not fully, of course. 
which caused me to start to speak up for her. And so then she wanted, she was, she, she wanted to know where something was and it was, it happened to be something that I came in there for. Right. So I was able to walk her to where it was at. And so she pays for everything. And then she turns around and she just gives me a dollar. (laughs) So I got a tip. Right. And so, so many days later, you know, I go through these things and I'm, I'm about to make this switch up to, you know, how sisters do to our hair. And I realized I got the wrong thing. So I got to go back. So what I do is I call and I ask them what their exchange policy is. Because all I wanted to do was exchange. So they said, um, you know, just um, do you have the receipt? And so I just happened to be able to reach the receipt and say, yeah, I see that they have the address on the receipt. And I say, yeah, I have the receipt. So I take it back up there. And so when I get there, you know, there's this older black woman that works in the store. Um, and then, but it's two different Indians there this time. And so it's a young guy at the register and there's another young, young um, Indian woman, you know, on the side of him, not directly on the side of him, but in there behind the counter. So I bring it and, um, you know, they was, you know, he was like, um, he had said something about you got this from here. So he was kind of questioning, you know, if I really got it from there, so on and so forth. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's a receipt. So then he was like, OK, well, just go go get what you want or whatever. And I was kind of throw, thrown back by his his um, tone. So I said, huh? And which caused a sister to kind of be like, uh, you know, you can go ahead and get whatever you need or whatever. But, you know, I recognize how he repeated himself several times that he wasn't so much being um, disrespectful, more so he has some English issues. Right. But anyway, I'm walking that way and, I, and all of a sudden they call me back and they were asking me if I have the other receipt. And so I'm like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? All I know is that that's what I picked up. This is what your, your information is on there. I don't know Well, they're saying they're going to need this other receipt. And so my my thing was, um, <clears throat> OK, I called you. And so this is your business. This is something that you do all day, every day. And I called out of a convenience for myself to ask what I need in order to come over there and do what I have to do. And I get here and you're telling me something different, because if I paid with a card that caused me to have to sign and then you end up giving me an itemized receipt on top of the credit card receipts on and so forth. I'm not going to automatically think to bring that particular, you know, receipt. I'm like, you know, that's your business. That's what you're supposed, you're supposed to be directing me as a customer here. You're supposed to be telling me as a customer, you're going to need this receipt, make sure you and they, they all were all three of them. The sister, they was all acting like they were dumbfounded at the fact that I even pointed that out like, like they didn't get it. Anyway, needless to say, I was able to get this receipt. You know, I got to spend my gas, double them back, you know, and um, I get there. And <clears throat> this receipt with the itemized <laughs> stuff on it has no address on it. It doesn't have any name of the business or anything, you know, but anyway. So I'm in line. And, you know, the stuff that I end up getting, it was less than what I had purchased previously. And so this guy obviously doesn't know what he's doing. He's saying this, saying that. So we're saying different things back and forth, you know, about handling this whole transaction. And he's trying to get some type of suggestion from the Indian girl because he's kind of confused about how to handle it and all that. And so in the meantime, this brother's behind me and, and this, you know, two, two younger people are behind me, a brother and a sister. And at one point I turned to make eye contact with and, and they were, I feel, I feel so, I don't know what the word I can look, I, I, I can express on how our people, the different types of people that exist really in general, but it was almost kind of like either they were so disconnected in general about what could be going on with someone else to even care at all, or they need the permission to have an opinion in the first place. Or, you know, it was something that 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 adds to the collective of how and why we are in the position that we're in 
and it's it's also something it's the end result of the narrative it's what the objective is in the narrative how when we don't come together you know that's what the whole concept of communities you know back in the day how everybody knew each other in the community you knew the the person that owned the store. They lived in a community. You knew the person that owned the, the shoe shop. Whatever there was in the community, it was in the community. And so the community always fought for their community. And one reason why that was dismantled was to take the power away from the people. And when you look at how you can frequent a place. And so this sister's, you know, like I said, the sister's there and she, we're having this conversation back and forth before I even made it up to the register. She's telling me how this older black woman came in. She said, obviously she's an usher at a church because she had on all white. She came in and she bought some earrings, I guess before church for a dollar fifty. And she go and put them on. She, she leaves, she pays for them, leaves. She goes to put them on and one of them breaks. So she brings them back to get another pair. They didn't want to give her another pair. So she, the sister was saying how she had to intervene and and be like, look, I'll pay for it. And so, you know, so me and this sister are having this conversation about how collectively we don't have any power because we're, we're the only ones that want to fool ourselves into thinking that we're individuals but everyone else groups us together. Like, so if one of us commits a crime, that's how they're gonna perceive all of us. So everyone that walks in that door at the Black Beauty Supply Store is automatically gonna be followed, automatically gonna be questioned if they wanna bring something back. They're not gonna get that A1 customer service, say if it was Sally's, right? Especially in a different area and how we collectively check out. We always wanna act like they ain't got nothing to do with me. They ain't my business. When as soon as somebody gets shot out here, they wanna protest and stand in the street. But see, your power to avoid needing to protest is to you for you to demand respect on a regular basis. You know, so I'm having this back and forth with the sister and I'm saying this to her, you know, and so everybody you can tell listening in the store, but ain't nobody really, you know, because you got, you got different types of people in this world. Some people, they might not have an opinion because they might be the main ones that's coming up in there getting them and just happy they ain't getting caught. You got some people who they, um, They all just always on some shady shit. You know what I'm saying? So no, they ain't gonna have no opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because they they don't they feel like they they got their own, they they doing their own dirt. You know, it's like all these different types of people that we got some people who they just don't give a shit. You understand what I'm saying? They don't give a fuck about what's going on around them if they don't be you know, regard them. And so so they think. You know what I'm saying? And so but then you got the people who are always doing shady shit. And see, it's like people don't understand how everything is relative. I mean, the fact that you got to do shady shit in the first place stems from the fa- fact that you, you got a lack of respect everywhere you go. And so you'll find yourself in a fucked up ass position that'll make you do some shady shit. It's like, don't nobody. And this is, and so I'm going to move on to white folks. <laughs> and how, what are they to do? <laughs> how does a Caucasian man and woman handle. See, because the experiment of of making people believe and even forcing people in many cases to go along with the narrative no matter how wrong it is. started with us as a people. And so how you can have a group of people, let's say the Democratic Party, let's say this whole LGBT such and such and such and such, how there's this double standard, how they can sit and tell you who they are, but then they want to tell you who you are. And you have to respect that. 
So this double standard of what's good for me is not good for this person, that whole mindset has already been developed. And in, in our treatment and this current experience that we've been having for quite a while. And so they've already recognized that they've been able to fool the people or force the people into disregarding right and wrong. They did that with us, which it, it was only segued into today's world where you was good for one person and not good for another person. That's just, and that's just the norm. You know, and so when you have been the main group of people to benefit from that experience, it is going to be harder for you to stand up against wrong. So when the time comes, when a Trump comes on the scene and he can have, let's say, the election stolen from him. Or he can have, uh, uh, he can be the commander in chief, but yet and still get ostracized. See, but but when you accepted that again, what is done to to the least of you will be done to you. This is this is the big picture that most people can't comprehend. You know, I read I read in a comment section recently about how most people have a hard time accepting they've been duped out of something. That's a hard, the ego would not allow people to believe that they have been tricked into doing something. And so that, that's what we have going on here. You have a lot of uh, ego making decisions, everyday decisions. And so people talk that, but they don't walk that. And so you have a political situation taking place where we we have a system that we supposedly vote for that have put everything into in place to create our physical sickness. Now we vote for this. The number one lobbyists in the world are from the health industry, in particular, the pharmaceutical. There's been so many things that has taken place in this society that comes across as, as standing, standing up for the rights of others when really it's been something that's been used against the people when it's all said and done. And so now that the atmosphere is so corrupt, so corrupt. Now, I've been told everything that I'm going through in my life, all these strange things, this battle, too much is given, much is required. But not when it comes to this government. How is it that in, let's say, Sweden, Norway, Finland, how is it that they can damn near experience no crime? That they're some of the happiest and healthiest people on the planet. That everybody has health care. How is it that these governments run so smoothly? But then you come here to the supposed milk and honey. And you have a government who has colluded with corporations, the financial sector, and bringing you down in every way they can. I recently watched a video And this brother, I mean, this man was, uh, <laughs> it's funny I said brother, it's interesting. But um, this man, Caucasian man, was interviewing someone. And he said, do you know that 85% of most doctors never, ever get one nutritional class 
in college? Like most doctors that are taught these days, these aren't the same doctors from back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even the 90s. I remember when my grandmama almost cried like a baby when her when her doctor was retiring. And she had to she had to go and start seeing um, his replacement who was working with him until he retired. And she was talking about how cold this person was and how, but see, that's the atmosphere that they want. And so we vote for this stuff because these people that we're voting for are the ones who are creating and, and being the masterminds behind the educational system that only teaches you what they want you to know, what benefits them. You know, at one time last year, I had to go pick up one of my relatives, godsons from school for a couple of weeks. And, you know, my children grown. So I don't, I ain't been at a, a elementary in a long time. But I would go and I would sit and wait for the school to be let out. And I would wait for this little boy to come out. And I would see all these children, majority of them, not 50%, not 60%, but close to like 70 something percent of these children were overweight. Some of them were more morbidly obese. And they tell us the children are the future. The future for what? And so the sleeping giant. How can the sleeping giant be wakened, awakened when everything that the sleeping giant votes for is used against him and her. Everything. I mean, ain't nothing made the same anymore. There is hard to find anything of substance. Hell, even the people. It's even hard to find people of substance. People of substance become targeted, like myself. Where those who have been compromised and indoctrinated into what's right and what's wrong. And so they can talk that shit, but they'll be quick to come up against you and all your righteousness, all because they were told to on some level, whether it's directly or indirectly. Oh, she a black woman. Oh, okay. I'm with it. Oh, oh, she, she said this. Oh, really? I'm with it. You have Caucasians indoctrinated who truly believe in their spirit and their minds that we have no right to have an issue with white people. What? But yet and still they can have an issue with us all day long on the strength of our skin tone. Now, that is what you call a social norm. It's not about right or wrong. It's about what everybody is doing and told to do. You have people who all day long, every day, come up against people just in passing, want to be trouble for you just in passing. You got people who come up against you just because they told to directly. And it's these same people that sit and act like they're so ready to come up against all the wrongs of the world. Well, if you can't come up and check your own way, your own foolish, reckless crimes against humanity, how are you going to change a corrupt system? It's impossible. If you got a problem with somebody based on how they look, how they look, whether it's whatever makeup of them, what they're driving, their status, their class. If you have a problem with anyone or strictly on the strength of some artificial material thing, no way can a sleeping giant be awakened. So people talk that talk 
But the walk they walk is the total opposite of that. You come across these people every day, malicious, always quick to come up against the right, but never come up against the wrong. All day. They want to give you issues in traffic. They want to give you issues on the job. They want to give you issues where you live. They're not trying to solve nothing. How can a sleeping giant that have that kind of spirit change a broken system? I'm just saying. I mean, because they, 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 they up to no good. I mean, you got derailment after derailment, all these chemicals that's spilling into our soil, into our water, in our air. And you got the audacity to have an issue with your next door neighbor, with the black woman you see on the job. You got an issue with whoever on some stupid shit. And these motherfuckers is planning our demise. You gonna be able to live without water? Huh? Do you understand that when you put the power in one person's hand in a corrupt system, where that leaves you? You gotta go to such and such for water all the time? And you mad at me because I'm a black woman? Are you mad at him because he's a black man? Are you mad at her because of whoever she is and what she's accomplished or him for the same reason? Are you serious? So this childlike mindset that has been placed into the people that initially started with it being placed into black folks, that whole spin on minors, See, you know, the, the, the opposer, they'll sit and they'll look at things that I've said about Caucasians and they'll listen to things that I've said about Caucasians. And these white folks will come up against me. Not because I'm wrong, but all because their egos are bruised. That's deadly. Because the more and more you allow people to get away with shit, the more and more they're going to push the envelope. So while they're pointing the finger at what you supposed to be distracted at and mad at because they speaking the truth, they poisoning your water. See? And so this is what I have to say to the Caucasian people in this world. Let me say this. Did you know that when a European changes their citizenship and come to America, you know they're not considered to be European-American. They're considered to be white. Now, um, that goes back a long way, don't it? But anyway, <clears throat> so I, this is what I have to say about Caucasian people. I wouldn't refer to them as my brothers and sisters. The only Caucasian sister I ever had was Tina Marie. And she's no longer here. And I hope that where, wherever she's at in her next play, her next life, that she's she's living the, the life that she deserves. Because <laughs> that was my sister right there. But that's the only Caucasian sister I ever ran into. But anyway, I never met her. <laughs> but I say that's, that's my auntie. But anyway, it's this. Stop lying. Stop faking. Stop being so pretentious, acting like you can see what's going on and you got a problem with it and you're ready to come up against it. When you won't even check your own behavior, one, your brother's a sheriff. He do all kind of dirt. Y'all don't want to accept people doing wrong based on the title. Y'all don't want to accept the preacher doing wrong. Y'all don't want to accept the teacher doing wrong. Because all that matters is they color. And that's why you being done wrong. Because all that matters is they color. And that's when your color don't even motherfucking matter. So, 
for everybody out here pretending like they're ready to do something. I mean, even when they get voted into the White House, you know they get to sit down. When you, when you get voted in anywhere, you're going to get to sit down because they're going to tell you how the system really works. See, I can sit and say that I, I suffer from a lot of ignorance. And it plays a huge role <clears throat> in my experience because I was under the oppression growing up as a child that the things that I was being told were true. I thought there was an American dream. I thought that you could go to the military and be all you could be. I thought that bullying was wrong. I thought that if you're different, you should be accepted. These are all the lies that I I was told. And even within my family, there were a lot of crazy things that took place. But I was shielded from a lot of things. And not to mention how I perceived things because my spirit was so pure. I didn't... I didn't look at the things that was taking place like most people would look at them and, and that would create um, a monstrous type of spirit within people. Like people experience things and they go through things and they begin, begin, begin to get bitter and all that. For whatever reason, I just didn't experience that. So it's a lot of things that because of my ignorance, I have probably made things worse for myself. But I'm saying, what was the trade-off? And me, me knowing all the dirty minds and the dirty spirits and me always looking at everyone like that. What was the trade-off? Because if that means that I could wiggle my way in and out of circles and play the games and be able to do this and do it. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't. And I recognize that the world that we live in is not, it's not a good experience most times. When I was younger, it was, you know, you have more good times than you had not, right? But in today's world, in such an advanced world on top of that. We're supposed to be so advanced, but yet our advancements has, have gotten us nowhere. We're not living longer, we're not living healthier, and we definitely not living health, happier. And I, I find it to be a struggle because for all the times that I didn't know and all the ignorance, it has raised up a hypersensitivity in me that it just makes me aware of so much. It makes me so aware of how everything is relative and how I can see a thing for what it is. I can see through it. I can see its whole makeup in a glance. And sometimes I just don't want to see it. But the sleeping giant, you know, when you look at all the various types of people in the world and the acceptance of someone else being more important than you, and then you turn around and want to treat everybody around you like they're nothing. You revere and but you disrespect 
the masses. And if that is not a crime against humanity, that you have more people to disrespect than you have not to disrespect. And so you just disrespect all day, every day, all day long. But when it comes to certain people, I mean, the main ones that deserve disrespect, you want to turn a blind eye. You want to act like you don't get what's going on. You don't see it. And come up against another person that that does. So how is this sleeping giant going to be awakened? I mean, because you got some people, they're born into families. They're born into it. They're born into their wicked, they wickedness. That's all they know. You got some who have been intrigued. You know, like all this witchery out here. All the shit that's on these TVs, on these shows, witchery this and, you know, they got wands for sale for children and little girls and magic this and magic that, all this divination. They're not telling you to call on the most high. That's going to help you understand the right and wrong that sustains humanity. They're going to tell you to tap into some spirit that's going to come up against you on some level. It might give you something for a second, but it's going to take a whole lot away in the end. You wonder why you ain't got no friends? You wonder why you ain't got no man or no woman? And even if you do, you really don't trust them? Well, that's why. Because you have allowed the norms to be that. I sat and I listened to people at work in the lunchroom. I walked into a conversation and everybody was talking about how they love horror films. Oh, I love horror films and I love horror films. And they grown ass motherfuckers that lack wisdom. That don't even recognize how taking on that type of demonic imagery on a consistent basis is a crime against humanity. I mean, these are the people raising our future. Well, what does our future entail? Because I don't want to be around for it if it's on this bullshit. I mean, really. When you look at what's supposed to protect you, I'm talking about from your parents to the police to the fire department to the judges, to the to the uh, mayors, to the governors, to the presidents, to the who, and how they're all fucked up. But can't nobody say nothing. Shh. Don't say that. You all get in trouble. We already in trouble. We in big time trouble for shutting up so damn much and doing absolutely nothing. And coming up against anybody else to have the goal to do something and say something. We're in trouble. I mean, they 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 look at they look at the the the, the regular people, the majority of this eight billion. You know how they look at us every time. They do some extreme over-the-top shit like train derailment after train derailment after train and then sit and tell you, excuse me, tell you all this shit is just happenstance. An insult to your fucking intelligence. Because you know why? Because they don't look at you like you're intelligent. Because they've been able to get away with so much for so long that they can take shit to all kind of heights now. These motherfuckers, is they didn't checked out. Just tell them motherfuckers anything. I mean, they are poisoning the soil, the water, and the air. That's all we need. And so now they want to become the middleman between the soil, they want to take it to new heights now, though, right? The air and the water. 
I mean, what are we dealing with here that something will be okay with destroying something that that sustains them? What are we dealing with here? <sighs> yeah, people. You know, I sit and I go through my little stupid shit I be experiencing. You know, I'm, let me not say my. I don't want to claim that. The stupid shit that I experience all the damn time. You know, I recently found a sensor pointed at my son's door. Like, literally a sensor. On the next door neighbor's light. But it's pointed at my son's door. You know what I'm saying? I'm, put, I'm positioned right next to a golf a golf course. Mounds, you know, if you know anything about mounds. And so I know that I play some role here. And so they can lock me out of a lot of material things that they have brought about in this world. But all I want is their demise. Anyone and everyone who intentionally sets out to destroy this world, let them get what they deserve. Because I'm always being told, don't be like that. You go, it's going to come back on you. When the fuck is it going to come back on these motherfuckers? Because I'm waiting. They playing games with my technology, my payments. I'm getting phone calls back from corporations and, you know, it's just, it's it's a pattern I notice whenever I get the phone call back or you've been on hold for so long, all of a sudden they can't hear you. Now, ain't that a game? Oh, we can't hear you. Go closer to the window. They are dragging the people. And the people don't want to accept they being dragged because they egos. Oh, not me. Oh, never me as they drink the poison water and the poison food and breathe the poison air. Oh, not me. I'm better than that. Says who? It just came to me. Spirit just came to me and told me to speak on this right here. And too many people playing out here. And huh, say nothing to play with. Say nothing to play with. We know these motherfuckers ain't shit. I, I, I'd rather die than have to depend on a motherfucking Bill Gates to give me motherfucking water. What? Bill Gates give me water? He's done nothing but poison the people from Africa to India and everywhere in between. And I have to rely on this motherfucker to grow something? I stopped fucking with McDonald's fries because I found out that this is his motherfucking farm that grows the fucking fries. Now that's a deceptive shit. Them fries is good as fuck. And we all can vouch for that. But see, everything good ain't good for you. And so you want to feed me something in this package. You want to serve me motherfucking shit on a platter. And say it's okay, it tastes good, don't it? We have to depend on these motherfuckers. Come on now. They didn't plot it and plan it on um, planned on us, especially in these last couple of years. They didn't they didn't drag us. You got people falling out, dying, babies, children. And they have fooled people, these young people today, into believing <clears throat> that babies don't mean nothing, that children are irrelevant. I mean, that's a crime against humanity to think that the position that you were once in doesn't matter anymore. Do you know 
how many children caskets, how that's the rate on it has gone up so much in the last few years. Babies just dying. And they indoctrinate people into believing that babies don't matter. That children don't matter. Children matter to me more so than anything and anybody. I get mad at my granddaughter. And I have to tell myself. She's a child. Or I might even tell myself she might be your mama or she might be your grandmama. Somebody's mama. I'll be damned. You motherfuckers want to act like children don't matter or only your children matter. That's shit like that. You know what I'm saying? How the, how the fuck somebody else's child not going not go to matter, but they might encounter that other child. You know, that can be the child to take your child out because you talking about somebody else's child don't matter. They all matter. Oh, look, <laughs> I tell you, it's something, it's something in this world, you know, especially being a black woman holding this opinion, because you got so many people who want to tell you, they want to dismiss you. They want to make it seem like the whole world wasn't sucking off your damn bosoms. You know, all this, all these games being played. When, 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 when mama was home, we didn't have all this shit, see? See, when mixed children were told they were black, they didn't have the hangups that they have now. Not that they multiracial. I, I came across, I encountered this little mixed brother the other day. Fine. When I say fine, I mean this brother fine. He had a body out of this world. But his self-esteem had holes in it. And I sit and I watch how this Caucasian man that he was <clears throat> managed, that was managing him, tried to use him as a tool, a sex object, to get me to do what they wanted me to do. And I sit and watch this brother energy shift at the cues of this man. And it, it, it sickened me because I already can tell that you got self-esteem issues and you want to keep it real, but your mama just won't let you. Becky won't let you. But see, they tell me I'm wrong for speaking the truth like this. I'm the best thing for humanity. What y'all talking about? Because I'm going to tell it like it is. I don't care who it is. And they can play all the mind games they want to. Oh, if you say that, then that means you racist. And if you say that, that means you sexist. No, it is what it is. But anyway, I'm going to leave this here, guys. So I can go on and on and on with a boy, 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 boy. This shit that's taking place in this system and all these distractions. And we don't know what the fuck is going on. Some of everything going on right now. And peace be still. Well, guys. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of misled folks out here, boy. And it's a lot of people that are purposely, they are full-fledged and ready to be a part of Satan's plan. They love it, they love it, they love it. Many people... The average person has been tricked into believing something that ain't true, mainly about themselves. And they want to make everybody around them suffer on some level, whatever they can use, whatever tool they can use to make themselves feel better. It's called narcissism. That's what narcissists do. See. Always got a problem, always crying, always disgruntled about something because they unhappy don't have nothing to do with anyone else. You need to fix that. You need to take it to the most high. Because the most high will tell you who Satan is and what Satan go do. And that should snap you out of the shit that you've been believing all this damn time. 
See, because people don't want to believe Satan ex exists. They say that's the biggest trick Satan ever pulled to make people believe he don't exist. You got people running around here asking stupid ass questions like they don't know Satan exists. Satan ain't your friend. Satan ain't the friend of humanity. I'm just saying, I'm going to leave that right there. And until next time, guys, be well.